Just a reminder, our podcast deals with crimes that are often violent and graphic in nature, so listener discretion is advised. So when in doubt, leave the kids out. Now, please let us take you back in time. Welcome back this week, month. I don't know. It's been a while, guys. Hey, <laughs> it's yes. Melissa here with my friend, Shannon. Old time crime gals telling you another story. Of course, it doesn't really matter because they may not listen at the time. Yeah. I mean, you can. So. Some, some people binge. Some people listen. Like, there's like, if I listen to a podcast, I listen to like 10 because yeah. I'm doing something in between. So you may be driving, you may be on a road trip, you may be cleaning. Good time to listen to things. Yes. You may be walking. Um, of course, I don't recommend listening to True Crime Podcasts while you walk, especially if it's dark. You might get yes. kind of freaked out. You need to have, uh, you know, laughing. know your surroundings, make sure you hear. It's just not a good idea. Yeah. So. Well, welcome. Yes, welcome back. Another week. This time, we're actually talking about an older story. From the 1800s, is that what she said? Yes. Okay. Um, also from the South. This one's a yeah. shout out to Lindsay. You know who you are. Which... I am having deja vu because I believe we have recorded this one. I know. I, I remember it too. However, looking there's... back at our episode list, it's not there. Could we have talked about it maybe and not recorded it? I don't know. We could have recorded it and they could have not saved. It could have been a technological issue, which is very possible with yes. the both of us. Yes, especially if um, I'm involved. So, but we're going to talk about it again. Like it's worth talking about. It's a very cool story. And it was I mean, brought up to my attention that it wasn't in our list. I don't know, cool maybe, but old cool well, maybe. Yeah, it's, it's got it's got some. It's kind of grown on to have this larger than life legend, um, as you know, so, like the game of telephone, where yes. it gets it gets more outlandish as you go on. Because it kind of came about like, uh, like a folklore type thing yeah. too. Yes. And so, um, for those of you who are not familiar, it's Lavinia Fisher who is. Kind of like given the title of the first serial killer in America. And some there's been some debate whether she actually is or not. But it is a very colorful story that does have some truth to it. And it's just fun to talk about. And if it happened the way we hear it that it happened, you know. Have they made a movie cool. out of it? I don't know. Did they? I don't know. I'm just curious. Because, <laughs> I mean, it sounds like it would be. I yeah. do know I want to go visit the jail because that is supposedly she's still there. Okay. Um, And I have the friend. Uh, who recommended it? Lindsay said she's been there and thought it was pretty cool. Okay. The pictures look cool. And this is in South Carolina. Yes, this okay. is in Charleston. Okay. So back in the good old days, uh, Lavinia Fisher. She was born around 1793, but we don't know. Um, of course, that's a long time ago. We don't know like her exact location of her birth, her maiden name, how her childhood was, all her. Melissa's getting out of the way, so I can't ask those questions. That's yes, and trying not to yawn in the process. Yeah, she. Um, so we don't really know about that stuff. Um, so we don't have you know historical records. So this was in South Carolina. Yep. So this couple. So she was married to a man named John Fisher, and they lived in Charleston, South Carolina. Now Charleston. Uh, of course, is a big, big city. Um, it was kind of like a port where all the traders would come and their stuff would make their way across the coast, along the coast, to different places. So that's where people would bring, you know, their tobacco, their cotton, their their, their produce, their products um, to be shipped. So there's lots of traffic. 
and a long now don't you young now shannon's young ah, and then it's gonna make me young i know if you see it it happens it's addict it's like not contagious that's the word yes. it's contagious um so talking about south carolina yes so all these people that would bring um their wagons through to charleston so they were these houses and they were called like um like hotels Mm-hmm. And they would be called from where they were located. So the one like 10 miles outside of Charleston would be the 10 mile house. And then you have the eight mile house and you have the six mile house. Um, so where they operated a place was the six mile Wayfarer house. And so they managed in the early 1800s. That's what they did. And, you know, people traveling with wagons, you know, your horses have to rest. They need water. You need a hot meal. You need a yes. place to sleep. You've been traveling on this, this road. So people would stop in. But around that time, a lot of men seemed to be disappearing. Okay. But no one really caught on well, where they, they originated. Well, because they were outsiders, right? And so people didn't really think yeah. about it? Maybe. Um, so, eventually it was found out that they may have something to do with it. So, they, like, local authorities began an investigation because they knew people were missing from the area. But they were actually, like really nice and they didn't they were, seem like they would had anything to do with it so they kind of just they hey what's liked. going on and they were well liked amongst their their crew so it didn't really send off any red flags uh-huh. so the authorities were like yeah no it couldn't be them you know we'll find out what's going on but then like more and more men went missing and then it began like to be a big thing after a while it would become obvious people would come looking for them because they didn't make it to their destination i mean you can't yep. You can't, you might can go with one or two, but not that many. So they had popularity. So that's what led the investigation to be dropped. But um, Lavinia, all accounts. Now the picture I have, of course, it must not do justice because they said she was beautiful and charming and she just was, can dazzle anyone and had like really popular and she was good for business. Maybe it was the drugs and the tea. I don't know. Maybe. I ain't got that far yet. Maybe her dresses were cut a little lower than the rest. I don't know. However, um, so she, you know, utilized those characteristics to help her and her husband rob many of those travelers. So what they would do was she would, you know, ask them questions and find out information about what they're carrying, what their products are, like what's their cargo, how much money they had. Like if it seemed like they were a good mark, then they would, do their little plan but some locals actually went to the fishers in february of 1819 to stop what they had going on there um when you say locals yeah like like the people in the area um they were satisfied with their task they went back to charleston and left somebody to stand watch because they were like gonna go get more people but the guy they left watch got attacked his name was david ross he was attacked and dragged before a group of people um, with Lavinia Fisher, and um, she he looked to her for help, but I think the story went she choked him and like smashed his head through a window, oh, and wow. then he ran off to escape to tell authorities. But at the same time, so one character who's really important is his name was John Peoples. Okay, so John Peoples was a traveler, and he originated from Georgia, so he's making his way to Charleston. So he stopped at the Six Mile House because obviously he was tired of traveling to see if they had a room. Well, they did. So he was warmly greeted by Lavinia, who was, you know, beautiful and charming and wanted to, um, she informed him they didn't have a room available, but she invited him in for tea. Okay. And where you get to the tea part. So the company was so pleasant that he ignored, like, the husband was being really odd 
and kind of kept like making weird glances at him um, and chatted with her. And they were going back and forth and she excused herself from the table and returned with some tea and good news. Like after she got the information that she wanted, like suddenly a room became available. Oh, it's okay. like, oh, okay, you can stay here. Yeah. I guess they were fishing for information to wonder find out whether the, he would be worth staying. I wonder why the husband acted odd if he would, they were trying to con these well, men. So well, like, maybe he was probably trying to, it just gave him an uneasy feeling. Yeah. In which I'm going to mention it, and there's a book called The Gift of Fear, and I don't know who the author is. I should, because I've been, the po- podcast I listen to heavily talks about it. But you have your your subconscious intuitions about things. Like, you know how you get a gut feeling, and, and, and we need to trust that more often, because more often than not, we're right, we're right about right. things. And so um, he probably was had a red flag in the back of his head, and it just, he listened he to it. He was more observant, probably, than other people. Right. Maybe. Um, so he traveled, you know, he came in and he, he thought she was charming. He had this little conversation. Suddenly there's a room available. So he took the room, but he did not take the tea. So he accepted the room and she gave him the tea, but he didn't want it. He didn't drink tea, but. So was the tea offered when they were chatting, do you think? Once the room was available. Once Uh, the room was available. Okay. But he didn't like tea, and he didn't want to seem impolite. So instead of like refusing it or leaving it, he poured it out when she wasn't looking. Okay, which is why she probably thought. And there were things no were good to go. Cameras yeah, no then. surveillance cameras, no cell phones. Nobody was taking pictures. So we really don't know. This is all just hearsay of what what happened. And of course, it's traveled many years in the game of telephone. You know, it could have been exaggerated, but right. the whole thing was he didn't drink the tea. So she showed him to his room. And then he started to wonder why he'd been drilled with so many questions. Like someone just coming in and like, do you have a room available? Here's my cash. I'm going to sleep. Right. You really shouldn't need to know how long I've been working. Like all these yeah. specific questions they were asking. He was a smart man. And then like want to know what the husband was up to. Like why was he staring at me? And like he just had a feeling something was not right. So he felt uncomfortable with all the information he had gave, which maybe you shouldn't have gave the information right. if you're uncomfortable with. I think but anyway. You get- they know how to make you feel like at ease. And, yeah. And you know, so then he became worried about it. Like, okay. Cause it was a general con- It was a concern, legitimate concern to get robbed. Cause there were people who literally went around and just robbed these wagons on their way to wherever. Right. And so then he started to, to worry about that. So instead of sleeping in the bed that was available, he felt safer in a chair by the door. Okay. Um, like, so he was dozing off and on, like, in the chair because he felt so weird about the whole thing. And I wonder if it would have been better to leave and sleep under a tree. I don't know, but I guess he figured he had paid, so he yeah. might as well stay there. <laughs> um, but I mean, maybe he was afraid that if he let, tried to leave, they would rob him then. Uh, yeah. I don't know, but for some reason, he was sleeping in a chair. But it turned out that was a good idea because he woke up and there's this really loud noise. And the story goes that he realized the bed he was sleeping in, like, disappeared. That would be creepy. So, there was a hole in the floor, and it was like a trap door. Yes. And so, he jumped out the window, got on his horse, and fled. <laughs> Which is what I would be doing. <laughs> and, like, he didn't stick around to find out what happened. Just the bed just fell out on the floor. And in one story I heard, he looked down in the hole and saw them there with, like, axes, but... So I mean, that could have been yes. an exaggeration, but yes. the point was he let, he made it out to alert authorities. Okay. And so he so got on his horse and was able got to Got on his away. horse and, re- and went to Charleston and told the police. 
So the police then arrested John and Lavinia Fisher as well as, you know, who they were operating with. And then they could actually search the house. Okay. So I like a search warrant was able to get. Yeah. Like there's probable cause or whatever. So then they went in. So then, um, the six mile wafer house was thoroughly searched and the grounds dug up. So it would have like hidden passages. There were items that could be traced to dozens of travelers um, found tea laced with an herb that could put someone to sleep for hours. Um, like then the mechanism with the trigger door with the bed and the basement that had as many as hundreds sets of remains. Okay. That's what I was getting to yeah. in my mind. Yeah. So were there remains found? Hundreds. Hundreds. Oh, wow. Of course, that's been, I mean, it, it could be like 20. It could yeah. be 15, but we don't really you know, know, it could be 100. Who knows? Yeah. And well, so, one is bad enough. Yeah. So. I mean, one is too many. Like, don't don't kill anyone. Then applied for the one who escaped to alert authorities, and they came back. And, and it kind of puts you in, like, H.H. H. Holmes was around, um, oh, yes. like, the Chicago World's Fair. Yes. Um, that's a story we did, and I think that was, like, episode two or three. That's a wild story. Um, he built an entire house True. that was specifically for murdering people <laughs> with like trap doors and, and hallways to nowhere and doors that wouldn't open but one way and it was like really 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 crazy that's another once you do a lot of these your mind just mixes them together. and then they blend and then yes. they sound a lot um alike even on our facebook group who we, you can join and we love it and chit chat someone was asking about a case and i commented and thought about it i'm like no that's the wrong one i was thinking of another one because there's we're, so many. We're only human. <laughs> only human. We, we make mistakes. So, so many. I Which, think what gets me about this one is you think about going, I don't know, when you're traveling, of course, travel now is different. I don't know. Travel now is unsafe too. But when you're thinking back there in the 1800s, you think, I'm traveling on this horse. Anybody can attack at any time. I would and be so want, lost. You want a haven of safety. So you, you think, okay, I'm going to this hotel. Yep. I'm going to have safety here. I can rest for the night. I don't have to worry. And you just, you do have to worry. And lo and behold, your bed falls through a trap yes. door. <laughs> and a good thing he was sleeping in the chair. chair. Yes. So. He paid attention to those gut instincts, people. I think that Because was... sometimes we just know. And sometimes it often comes out in a joke where right. you laugh about it. And then, like, something happens later. And you're like, well, daggone. Because your subconscious knows a lot more than about your surroundings than you think. Well, and that's why you you need to make sure you're paying attention to your surroundings. Don't have your earbuds in. Don't just be on your phone. <laughs> Don't fall in a um, manhole because you're walking down the road. Okay. Or <laughs> Walk into traffic because you're yeah. looking at a text. Because people have, and that's sad. So don't don't let that be you. <laughs> don't be that person that, you know, oh, how sad. So we don't want to have to talk about you. Of course we wouldn't because it's not that kind of podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, That's for the subscription people later when they hear our right. off the off the record stuff. Yes, because we have um, stuff. Yeah, no. that might be coming soon. Who knows? We're looking into it. If you're interested and want to hear our ramblings, let us know. I don't know. <laughs> we'll do it. We have a lot we ramble about. <laughs> So, but no, that's a very interesting one. It makes you think. And it make, I think well, about not, things like that even now when I'm able to go to a hotel. Oh, I know. <laughs> well, I think about the two way, because now they're like, anyway. Oh, anyway, no, even two I know, I know. And then security foot, like, camera. Yeah. And, stuff. and there's so anyway. many little animals people can plant. Yeah. Just be careful. All right, now she's making me, I'm going to have to watch something funny before I go to bed night. I'm having nightmares about Get traveling your own somewhere. your RV. And then you don't have to worry. <laughs> Travel with your own hotel. Travel with yes, travel with your own. Um, I can't even drive a big truck. <laughs> <laughs> I need my little SUVs. 
Anyway. Well, thank y'all for joining us. I'm not done yet. Oh. So what happened to Lavinia? <laughs> this is our halfway point. No, well, no, we didn't know. What, I didn't know. Yeah. Because I okay, so they got they came in. So police start. Caught, yeah, they got arrested. Okay. This is like an ending. <laughs> okay. We just got segued well, into a different your, conversation. Keep talking. <laughs> so where? Oh so goodness. the police came in. Yes. Well, they found the, the remains. They so found the remains. remains and yes, but we didn't find out what happened to them. What happened? To what them? happened? We will get to that. <laughs> All right, yeah, so we have to get to what happened to them. Yes, what happened. I agree. So, pull my tap. <laughs> so, they actually pleaded not guilty. However, your own house that you're running has a secret door. Anyway, they pleaded not guilty. So, just like everything these days. Yeah, everybody well, pleads, not, everybody guilty. pleads not guilty. Right. But they um, were ordered to stay in jail until their trial. And so, um, their co-conspirators, however, were released on bail. But those two had to stay in for some who were the co-conspirators again? i mean the other people that they lived lived in the house i guess oh it didn't doesn't name them in this little larger than life oh okay they were the ones who helped beat up the guy or whatever yeah yeah i guess but um so they had a trial in may um of course the jury did not agree with the innocent plea um found them guilty of multiple robberies and murders and they sent them were sentenced to hang yeah i would think there would be enough evidence yes but they had um, given them time to appeal the conviction. Okay. So, um, during the wait, they occupied themselves with how to break out of jail. Oh, okay. So, they were housed together in a jail that was not heavily guarded. So, they made a rope from jail linens, which like the old cartoon, old stuff you see. And September 13th, they, they escaped. John made it out, but the rope broke. She didn't. Uh, and he just left like peace out <laughs> so he that's what i was gonna ask did they stand by each other during this whole process or did they divide during and- the whole process yes but when they planned to escape john was the one who escaped the rope broke and he attempted to like peace out well i mean she might have killed him if you know she would have left him too probably so well one story i wrote say not willing to go without his wife he returned to the jail and then another story i read said he was caught and brought back to the jail Ooh. I have a feeling he probably was caught and came back to the jail. So he did get caught. Yes, he was returned uh, back to I the jail. I would to be like near her. After and then that, afterwards, they had poison much jail. tighter security. <laughs> but she might be. You left me. You're yeah. gonna die. Drink something. that tea. Yeah. Remember what you eat. I mean, especially if she's a charmer, she could charm somebody in the prison. To he left her. Yeah. So. so now, of course, he comes back, and then they bump up security so that doesn't happen again. And then February 1820, they rejected the, their appeal. I mean, of course, because they did it. And so then their execution was scheduled for later that month. Got it. Very cool. It. I'm trying not to. So the they execution. Yes. Yeah, so there was a minister. His name was Richard, uh, Reverend Richard Furman. So he was sent to um, cancel them before it happened and like if they wanted to. And John apparently freely talked and was like begging for his life, save his soul. He was sorry for everything. And he was very, um, wanted the priest to, to pray with him and stuff. And he, he begged and begged and begged. Um, Lavinia just had nothing to do with him. She's like, don't want to talk to you. I don't care. She didn't, she care. didn't care. She didn't care. She sounds evil. Um, yeah. So, on February 18th, 1820, they're taken from the jail to be hanged at the gallows behind the building. So, John actually went quietly praying the entire time. He had asked um, to read a letter, you know, so he read his little letter. There was like 2,000 people that came. I never understood this. 
maybe it's just because I'm just me, but why would you willingly go watch, like, go watch something like that? See, I can't. I think that's more. And they always used to do, like, the 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 guillotines and the gallows and the hangings, and people would show up for that stuff. I don't The the Coliseum with the body. I just don't understand. I wouldn't want any part of that. That's just me. Yes. However, 2,000 people showed up to watch this happen. And John um, read a letter, and he, you know, prayed with the minister, and, you know, the letter insisted on his innocence and asked for mercy. I just, I just don't yeah. get it. I mean, he, kn- he knew he did something wrong. Um, <laughs> here's a quote from this article. The letter insisted on his innocence and asked for mercy for those who had done him wrong in the judicial process. Oh, wow. So he was very like, humble, really? it sounds like. Not then he asked humble. for their forgiveness before he was named. Now, Lavinia, on the other hand, did not go quietly. She wore her wedding dress. Oh. And refused to walk, so they had to carry her. I can't believe they let as her wear a wedding dress. And she ranted and raved. And then before the crowd, she still screamed, and she was, you know, she loud, pointedly at the socialites of, of Charleston, and she blamed them for encouraging a conviction. And um, she yelled out into the crowd. And this is a, a quote, a loose quote. This is what she is supposed to have said. If you have a message you want to send to hell, give it to me. I'll carry it. Oh, wow. She was And evil. she went out with a bang. Oh, wow. And so it was said that before they could, I don't know if they pulled the trap door or if they what, she ran and jumped off the end of the thing. Oh, wow. Like, she just... Ready, Ready to go. go. <laughs> and take those messages down with her, I guess. She was very evil, it sounds like. So she jumped off the scaffold herself, and then she didn't reach the ground. She kind of just dangled, because, I mean, you're being hanged. And then onlookers uh, were quoted as, or commented that they had never seen such a wicked stare or chilling sneer that was on 20. This says 27. I heard she was 29. 27, 29. She was under 30. Didn't she have a thing over her head? I don't think so. Oh, I thought they always covered your head. I don't know. Maybe not. If people were witnessing a stare, they may not have. So, I don't know. It's okay. I don't want to ever be a part or see anything (laughs) like that. So, But, so, their sources say she's buried at the Unitarian Church graveyard, like between these two King and Arshel streets in Charleston. But it's highly unlikely because there's like a field cemetery next to the jail where the criminals were mostly buried if the family members didn't claim their bodies. I don't think they had any family members around that would claim, so they're probably buried next to the, the jailhouse. Um, of course, there's no records that have indicated that they're buried there, but more than likely, that's where the tour guides say that she's buried is is there. Got it. And then, um, of course, if you've ever been to Charleston and you've taken one of those ghost tours, um, they probably bring you by the jail and they talk about Lavinia, who they say is in her wedding dress and sometimes she's in the windows and sometimes she's walking around the graveyard. Not, no thanks. <laughs> <laughs> well, she sounds very evil, so. Well, there's another person that we'll probably talk about um, later. So, Fisher is supposed to be the first female serial killer in the United States. But it probably really is Jane Tobin. She confessed to 31 murders in 1901, but she was found not guilty by reason of insanity. So I have not looked into her case, but I'm probably sure that it's an interesting one because you have to get off on insanity. You have to really prove that you're... Especially probably in 1901. So so no doubt Lavinia and John probably robbed a lot of travelers 
um, highway robbery, and of course there was remains in their house. I'm pretty sure they killed a bunch of people. Um, and definitely she had something to do with that. So it's kind of hard to tell who is the first. Because it's been debated. There's different articles pointing out to either one. but Yeah, and I mean, this is the 1800s. We, we just don't know. So, But the old jail buildings, like they said, is it was constructed in 1802 and used until 1939. And it was actually a... Um, like a hospital too. Okay. That served as like a, um, for the criminally insane, like a, an asylum and housing inmates, including John and Lavinia Fisher. So it's a really cool place to, to visit and they do tours out there sometimes. So I have not been, but I do know that it's a cool place to visit. So if you're in the area from the area or want somewhere to go tied to some of these stories, you can visit the old Charleston jail. There you go. Now we're finished. We are. Okay. No, yeah, that was the story of Lavinia Fisher. I and didn't know how far it went. So yeah. there we go. And even though, <laughs> even we, though we've done it before. Deja vu. My brain. <laughs> Thank y'all for having or listening. You're having us. Thank you for inviting us into That's your ears. True, yes. Whether you were in your house. Don't your forget phone. to clean them. No, oh my gosh. I need to do mine. Don't remind me. <laughs> car I need yours. to do that too. Car, house. <laughs> But thank y'all for listening. Yes. And find us on Facebook at Old Time Crime Gals. That's our Facebook group. You can email us at oldtimecrimegals at gmail.com. We had a wonderful time. Share us with others. Yes. Please share. Share. Rate. Let us know what you want to hear. Let me know. Talk on the group. And just remember. If you do the crime, it's going to catch up with you in time. And we'll talk about it. Until next time. Bye.